to another episode of the Ricky Smith Show, the show that provides a holistic approach to professional development. I am your announcer, Benny Steiner, and today we are discussing tips for credit usage. How you doing today, Ricky? Good, and thank you for bringing me in, sir. Uh, it's a great day. How are you doing yourself today? Man, wonderful. Wonderful, dude. No complaints. Hey, I'm looking forward to this episode because I think there's a lot of folks out there that can really uh, benefit from this information that we're going to share with them today. Um, you know, I didn't always master credit until probably maybe a few years ago. I ain't going to say master, but I have a great understanding of how credit can help me. But I, I am definitely looking forward to sharing what I've learned and uh, being able to share because I had a, a, a friend of mine, son, who I you know, call like a nephew who actually needed help uh, trying to get a vehicle and he needed that, you know, that, that tutorage or that understanding. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah. Credit is a credit is a subject, isn't it? <laughs> I mean, yes, uh, especially if you, if you've had experiences um, with, with bad credit or maybe, you know, not knowing not knowing enough about it when you first got your first credit card or maybe the first time you signed your name um, um, for credit, you know, and, and, and it, 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 it ranges from, you know, trying to get a car from utilities, trying to get a place to stay. Um, you use your credit in the whole, you know, uh, in, in many uh, facets, many areas of your life and maintaining your credit is vital because, you know, that can hinder you from, taking the next steps in your life. You, you know, if you might find yourself in a situation where, um, you know, like, like for instance, during COVID, uh, I, I guess we're still in it, but, uh, when it first started and we were all on lockdown, um, you know, I wondered how many people, uh, maybe were in apartments and maybe had kids and, and wanted to buy a house. You know, wanted to 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 um, get a bigger place, get a backyard, especially during that type of situation. Because like if if you're in an apartment, um, you know, th there may be there may be a park nearby. Your kids can go go out and play. But, you know, maybe there isn't, you know, and maybe the only you know, uh, maybe the only place they really can get out there is like in the in the parking lot. And, you know, that that's that has its, its own. Uh, dangers in itself. But anyway, your motivation to get a house, get a yard, it's there. But if your credit um, isn't isn't maintained or taken care of, I mean, you know, that's a huge hurdle. And a lot of times if your credit is is um, truly damaged, it takes years to repair that. You know, some things you might have to just let it fall off your credit score, you know, but um, that's still seven to 10 years before that even occurs. So, you know, the, the tips that, you know, we plan to, to share with you today is really about, you know, get, getting yourself started on the right foot early so that, 
you may be able to avoid some of some of the the, the mishaps that some of us had had to go through. The pitfalls, yeah, <laughs> they, they yeah. go with credit. Uh, and you did you made some great points about the housing uh, industry. I think there was a you know a big uptick on the you know the value of houses increased during the COVID time. Mm-hmm. So you know a lot of people got that stimulus money or whatnot. I don't know if it was. Everybody was like, hey, you know, it's a great time to pay all my bills off. Get the credit score up. And go ahead and buy a house, you know. So all the lenders is like, bingo, we got some smart people out there. So they kind of, you know, help push the industry up and get some of those. And then at the same time, I don't even want to talk about the mortgage industry because they're doing balloon loans and things like that, like mm-hmm. uh, like the West Coast. I'm like, people can't afford that stuff. Why are they doing that? And you and somebody, like you and myself, we kind of watch real estate. And people are already starting to lose their homes. They couldn't, you know, their, yeah. their house broke. As I like, looks to like a setup. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, yeah, exactly. It's exactly what it is. I mean, if you can't buy low during that time frame, and you bought high during that time frame, you're the one that's taking no loss. If you yeah. bought low, there's some people out there that really did great. You like bought like right at the beginning of COVID. This, you know, while the housing rates or the interest were still low. Mm-hmm. And whatnot, and the you know the, the values were still low on the houses, mm-hmm. and you will find some people that's already made two hundred percent or two hundred thousand dollars worth of equity in the houses in mm-hmm. two years. It generally yeah. takes five to ten years for something like that, <laughs> if not more. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> so that's an indication of a bubble yeah. right there, too. Yeah, exactly. You know what I mean? That that's something that if you see if you see prices skyrocket too fast, you know you may want to you may want to pump the brakes there because it it could be a bubble. So, um, Benny, I lost you. You did you, you, you can't hear me. Hello, Benny. You there? Yeah. Okay. I got you. You got me. Was that yeah, my end you. or yours? No, nah, there was, you're in. I didn't do any. Actually, I had mine on, on uh, mute. Like when I'm uh, trying to, or when I let you talk, I kind of put it on mute. So I don't have any of my background noise going on. Ah, uh, okay. All right. But, uh, what I was uh, saying is, um, yeah. So like, you know, and that's the, that's the bandwagon, um, uh, bandwagon situation where, you know, people, people experience that FOMO, you know, fear of missing out. And so that rises the, the value of things, you know, um, and I, I, it, it rises it superficially. It's, it's not, it's not really based upon real need and, and exchange is, 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 is based upon this anticipation to sell, to, 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 to hit a lick, to, to, to find the next sucker is how I look at it, man. You know, it's, it's because it's not, you didn't buy it because it truly has value in the sense of utility. It doesn't have utility. It just only has the, the value of increasing more money. But then when that when that get passed on, let's say that the value gets well, this is what I think we're going to actually see. Some of the houses that were purchased uh, were probably purchased too high. And if you if you have a bank like my bank, they will let you know what uh, of, they will give you kind of a valuation of the property roundabout it's not accurate but it's 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 fairly accurate it's accurate enough that you can you can consider it and when the market begins to slow if if you were one of those people that went and paid twenty thousand dollars above axing 
you were $20,000 above value, appraised value. Because what happens is, is typically the, the, the value, the, the, the um, list price, the list price is typically determined by the market value. What, and and, and the, the real estate agent is pushing for the highest price that they could get the house for. And that's taking care of their client. So they already was pushing the limit of that market. And then when the buyer came in and agreed to pay even $20,000 above that, you know, I'm pretty sure if you took out a loan to buy that house, that bank told you if you had if you had to put down 10 percent, that twenty thousand dollars that you are agreeing to pay is your twenty thousand dollars, not theirs. Yes, yes, that's, that's not their that's know. not their responsibility. <laughs> that's yours. That's yours. So now let's say we're talking about a hundred thousand dollar house. So you had to come with ten thousand dollars already with just just if you purchased it at the at the appraised value because that's what the that's what the bank is going to do they're going they're going to order the appraiser oh yeah they're going to order the appraisal you as the buyer are just paying for it but that appraisal is for the bank that's for them to to make sure that their 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 investment investment exactly exactly that exactly that so now the house valued at a hundred thousand $100,000 $100,000 sales price. You got to come with 10% down, $10,000. You agree, agree to pay over asking, overpriced $20,000. That's $30,000 that just came out of your pocket. Now, when the market starts to slow, potentially your house could be then worth $90,000 or even $80,000. And so you you're you're tremendously underwater and if you got yourself in a note that is too much if you got yourself in like like uh, like this is why i see you know adjustable rate mortgages balloon balloon payments as if you it, you got to be the right person to have that you, you that's really for like investors not a long-term homeowner i and this is my opinion though this is totally my opinion because I think in time, you kind of set yourself up for failure there. And then adjustable. No, it, it, what you're saying has validity. No, that, that is something that the listeners need to hear about the um, the balloon payments. Because, again, this is we're talking about credit mm-hmm. and um, the uses of your money and the tips and everything that you use for credit for. You know, you said something key for investors, which I like to do. Those things are for somebody like me. that's yeah. going to be doing a short term flip. Yeah, yes, you got I can take a vent. Yeah, I got strategy. I can use that quickly. Whereas somebody like you that deals with clients that are, you know, home buyers that are using their the mortgage, you know, or using the lenders as a mortgage, that makes a big difference. So I, I really hate it for those who take those uh those balloon or adjustable rate mortgages, better yet. Yeah. And that's yeah. actually a whole I actually we're going to talk about more. It's going to be a whole another episode right there in itself is uh, just talking about the different mortgages and uh, housing or the housing industry. Mm-hmm. Uh, actually, I think we probably bring in some extra people uh, for this one, too. So that way we can like all that, have yeah. our have our uh, different aspects on it. Absolutely. And, uh, what's, what can help people or even just or just refer to other, uh, you know, bloggers or vloggers out there that uh, can add some value to it as well. Because uh, right now, 
you know, it's a a great opportunity for a lot of people. I mean, you know, if you look at every city, there's a lot of gentrification going on right now. You know, you're starting to see uh, the mixing of neighborhoods where you didn't see it in the past. Mm-hmm. It, I see it in my hometown, a little Kentucky, and I'm like, wow, there's white people in the hood. <laughs> you know, <laughs> I mean, like they're like it's like real investments and stuff. Like they got businesses and they're living in the name. I'm like, wow. I'm like, dude, this wasn't the you know this wasn't the norm when I grew up. You know, this is mostly you know the black neighborhood and things of that nature, and uh, mostly black businesses. But now they're starting to get some other big white businesses in our neighborhoods and things like and big investments, which is you know it, in a sense it seems weird, uh, but at the same time I see it as opportunities. I'm like, okay, well, if you move here, it's going to be us working it. Don't, you know, we're not going to bring our outsiders in here to work this as well. We're going to mm-hmm. take, you know, you know, you're not going to take advantage of our cheap land and not include us. So as long as they're including us in the picture, and I say us as in black people, I'm mm-hmm. happy with it. Yeah. Because when you exclude us, that's when I got a problem with it. Yeah. So. Uh, and I, and, and I, I, I see your point there. I definitely see your point. And, and, and to, and to, and to add to that, you know, in regards to community. Right. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think sometimes we take certain things for granted um, and, and it's not said. But so I so I'm going to just assume it needs to be said. And I'm going to say yeah. this. If you and, and again, you bought a house, mm-hmm. you bought a house in, 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 in your neighborhood or whatever. <clears throat> or let's say your house got passed down to you from, you know, your parents you know, um, your grandparents, you, you have a home and let's say your home isn't in the best neighborhood. It's, it's, it's just, it's just a regular neighborhood. Take care of the house. That is so true. Take care of the house, cut the grass, go out and listen, listen, you might work. You might, you might work a lot. You may have a lifestyle, hire somebody to cut the grass, but, but I'm going to, I'm going to give you a tip that I think will aid you in having a better relationship with your neighbors. Even though you may hire somebody to cut the grass, go plant flowers. Go water the grass by hand. Just be out there and just just commit to being in your yard weekly. And all you got to do, you you don't have to go and knock on people's doors or nothing like that. But if you notice one of your neighbors drives by, wave at them. That's all you have to do. Just wave at your neighbor. And I'm going to tell you what that produces. That produces an idea of community. It makes people feel good about coming home from work because imagine being a person that you might be pissed off at your at your boss or something like that and you on your way home and you see your neighbor and all your neighbor just did is just wave at you now you might be frustrated but you wave back there's nothing evil about that that's a that's a sense of community going on going on right there ever so slight ever so slight here's another thing if the neighbor sees you out there working in your yard you're taking care of your yard. See, see, in America, because real estate is valued on many levels, investment, the idea of home, family, to take care of it reinforces an American value. And see, when you do that, 
what you do is welcome those investors that you want to come in and 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 build up the community. They ain't going to want to come build up a community no one wants to live in. That's the key. People have to want to live there for the businesses to come in and invest in that. You know? And so we all play a role in making our communities places that people want to live. And it's just as simple as getting out there and doing your yard. Take care of your home. Now, your home can look crazy on the inside, but I just encourage you to take just the 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 Face small value. That's what you're saying. It, yeah, I, that that's what that is really true. Is uh the face value, how yes. you live or how you are as an individual. Oh, you got to take into account your neighbors. Yeah. So if you got that yard, it's got a bunch of cars and trash and stuff in there. You got to understand people seeing your house as a a blight. Yeah, on the neighborhood. So when you take when everybody takes pride in their yard. And take, you know, it don't even have to be immaculate. Just keep the grass cut. Yeah. Keep the, 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 <laughs> the trash out the yard. Those are the things that are very important when it comes to uh, when people are just driving through neighborhoods like, oh, this is a nice neighborhood. You know, when they see it, it look like it they don't care if you don't. But I guess if you put the, the image of you don't even care about your house, that means you don't care about your neighborhood. So it is very yeah. like what you said is very important. That's, that's so what communicated. Even more, even think about it, even more work that you put into it. Like, oh, they really care about their community. So you can be in what's perceived as the hood or the less desirable or the lower income neighborhoods. I was, I, I grew up in that. Benny, you've been to my, in my neighborhood. I'll tell you that, but I took care of, I mean, our house, you know, we took over our house, put the flowers out, cut the grass, <laughs> you know, make sure there was no trash in front of the house. Heck, I went as far as cutting the, or uh, cutting the neighbor's grass when I had to as a kid. You know, you know, you think oh, I was just trying to get some money. No, sometimes I did that. I just like, hey, I just wanted my neighborhood to look nice. I would get out there and shovel the snow because I knew we had a bunch of older people in our neighborhood. And I didn't do it for anything other than like, hey, I just want to make sure Mr. Jones is all right or Mrs. Uh, so-and-so is OK or whatever. So I made sure that the or who was Miss Hope was good or whatnot. Mm-hmm. So I'm thinking like, hey, I don't want them to fall because they old because I saw them as my grandparents and stuff as well, too. Mm-hmm. And um you know, you got to teach your kids to, you know, appreciate your yes. your neighborhoods and your, your people live. So you don't always look at it like, how can you get your money on? How can you get your hustle on? Yes, that's important, but that's not, <laughs> you, you know, the hope. Yeah, it's not everything. Just like this podcast, it's more so for us to share information uh, with people to process it and to use it for themselves and take it back to their communities or put it in their life, you know, their daily lives and whatnot. And I hope you can find something positive. And everything that we're talking about, but let's let's jump into the credit before that. So I say what you're talking about is a whole nother episode with the housing. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I know you love housing just like me. I was like, nah, let's not talk about this today. It's easy to but, go there. Yeah, it's, it's easy to go there. But let's talk about credit. We got to talk to the the, the 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 building steps to get to that point. Okay. Yeah. If you don't have the credit, all this stuff we talking about in neighborhoods, it really doesn't matter. It's kind of like in one year out the other. You got to really have that. That foundation and that foundation starts with your credit. Yeah. So let's let's jump into it. Mm. You know, a lot of people re- don't realize there are a lot of tools out there for you already. A lot of companies that, in a sense, they make money to help you build your credit. Uh, for example, Experian as well as Credit Karma. These are two companies that want you to have the credit. Why? Because they market credit card companies to you. Mm. They want you to come and use their tools. 
So that way you can learn and understand credit, which is not a bad thing because it's kind of like, you know, a tit for tat. And it's just like, hey, I'm giving you this. You're getting this out of it. And we're getting out of this as well, too. So you get, some, you get some free information from them and mm-hmm. some free tools to monitor your credit. And at the same time, they're going to also use the, the advertisers or the lending companies that's trying to advertise you as well. Because they get it. Every time you sign up for one of the credit cards or loans, guess mm-hmm. what? They're getting a kickback, too. So yes. it doesn't cost you anything to go to Credit Karma or Experian. I mean, you can pay. There's other subscriptions you can get with like Experian that you can pay for extra whatever. I don't know what it is, but you can do that too. But there's uh, specifically uh, the, the advantage of the companies, you know, uh, getting that information out to you. So that way the uh, Credit Karma and Experian can get paid as well too. Yeah. So uh, the reason why I did this uh, or even motivated to this, actually, I wanted to put this on one of my blogs, uh, but I wanted to share it on here. I had a, again, like I said at the beginning, uh, a friend's son of, my, of his, or excuse me, I consider my nephew because, you know, you, you have close friends you grew up with. You seem to consider you like your brothers. So when they have kids, they, your nieces and your nephews, not in the literal sense, but in a, in a you know, a familiarity. And uh, he was like, hey, he even came to me. He literally came to me, hey, I'm trying to buy a car. And <laughs> I was like, okay. And he knew I used to be in the car, by, you know, car selling industry because I used to work for CarMax. And he was like, uh, I got $2,000 and I want to buy a car. And I was like, okay. I'm like, what's your credit like? And he was like, I don't know. When he said, I don't know, I already knew. <laughs> you know, people who watch, watch their credit, they know their credit off the bat. They'd be like, I know exactly. Because they'll, t- they'll tell you what their score, score mm-hmm. is before you can finish the sentence. But like, oh, my score is this, this, this. But uh, he was like, I don't know. So I was like, oh, I already know where this is going. So he started to start, uh, send me these different cars that he wanted. I'm like, well, that's more than $2,000, big guy. You know, because that's what he told me. He had $2,000 for his down payment or whatever, or $2,000. I was like, okay, well. You know, if you got a job, you know, you should be able to get it. And then he uh, went to a few people to try to get a car or whatever. And he, he went to his credit union to um, get a loan for a car. And they were telling him, basically, he didn't have enough credit or enough time on his credit in order to get a car. And then I advised him, I'm like, look, you can use that $2,000 and go buy your car for cash and then build your credit during the time frame. I said, but I'm going to let you know. Buying a car for cash is not a bad thing. I, I, I spent $2,500 on the, what was the Yukon XL back in when I first started working for CarMax. And I bought off the wholesale lot. Bought it for like two grand, a little bit over two grand. Man, it, he actually, Benny, we went to the Dollywood in that. Remember that? Oh, when I stopped by yeah. going yeah. to Detroit. Yeah. 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 I remember we to, that. Yeah. We went to, uh, yeah, we drove in the car. I bought that car for $2,000, a little bit over $2,000. Yeah. And that car lasted for like four years. And it was, I mean, it was well made. I mean, you just got to kind of look for the certain things. And then you got to look for cars that you got to look at too, how much the maintenance was on. I'm like, dude, I could fix anything under here for under $5,000. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, cool. <laughs> it's like, this is, I mean, I can make it work. <laughs> I can make it work. So, um, I went and bought the car, so I'm trying to get them to understand. Like, you don't necessarily have to go out and find that nice, flashy car that you see that you think is important. Like, hey, you wanted uh, like a charger or something because all the kids are driving chargers. I'm like, you buying it because everybody's driving chargers. I'm like, right. you got to like, yeah, yeah, exactly. You you're not seeing it for its value. Like, you need. It's like, do you have transportation right now? It's like, no. Nah. So he's basically 
either borrowing somebody's car, using somebody else's car, or catching you know public transportation. Mm-hmm. I'm like, that's not being an adult, big guy. You just turned thirty years old. <laughs> He's like, you can't be thinking like this anymore. So I put this together for him specifically. Like, look, man, you can't continue to you know to go down this path because again, if you haven't been taught about credit, and this is my my homeboy son too. You know, I had to kind of put him up on game about credit too. It's, it was weird. I thought he understood credit so he could tell his, his kids. But I come to find out he didn't really understand credit. But again, we're not taught that in school. This well, is can I yeah. can I add something right there? Um, um, so I do remember uh, that there were business. What was it? It was a business class in high school. So this is the 90s. Right now. Also, during this time, our libraries. Um, now, this is this is inner city Detroit. Mm-hmm. Um, um, I'm not going to say the high school name, you know, because I, I, I don't want to blast the school. But uh, the 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 books were old. You yeah. know, that was like a main concern, too, um, that was discussed in, you know, in the community. You know, why? Why are kids going to school? And, and look at these schools, you know, the, the books are old and and but you go out to the suburbs, they got brand new books. And so, you know, I can I can see that argument from one res- respect. But remember, I said I, I dropped out of high school and in order for me to get my GED, I had to study for it. Mm-hmm. And and guess what I used? Outdated books. So so what I'm saying there is. Even though a book might be outdated and there there were business classes offered back in the day, I bet you that there are some there are some there are some textbooks that you can get dirt cheap that that can be useful. It's a great starting point to 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 maybe start educating our youth so that we can start building upon that. Yes, things have 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 progressed. Things have advanced. There are newer books. But mm-hmm. if, if you're not in that financial situation, you got to use what's available to you. And what is available to you is old textbooks that are still accurate, yeah, that are well, still mm-hmm. useful and, to, and, and can be used, used to help educate our youth and educate ourselves. Because, again, it's a textbook and a textbook is written to educate you, to get you to get to understand a concept. Now, you might not be able to just stay with that one textbook. So let's just say it's teaching you about, you know, your credit score. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, do you, if you, if you, if you, if it don't, if it does not go deeper into what areas that are actually counted or actually reviewed in your credit score, if it doesn't cover that, then get, guess where you can go now? Google. <laughs> yeah, actually, I'm glad, I'm glad you brought, brought that. I'm glad you brought you that up. I was like, Google. everything that you're talking about now, actually, because I'm seeing the change, and actually, COVID opened the eyes up to everybody uh, as a uh, learning and education wise. You know, the ability to learn because um, a lot of schools went to remote learning, and guess mm-hmm. what? Remote is online school, and I remember it at the beginning when everybody's like, "Yeah, I'm going, to, I'm going to college to get my degree online." Everybody like, man, that ain't a real degree. That ain't real school. <laughs> yeah, I remember. Fast forward to 2022 <laughs> or 2020. 
people had to go to school and be like, oh, dude, this is so hard. Really? Is it really? You know, because I was one of those guys who that is true. my education on uh, online. I'm like, dude, yes. you got to realize you have to really research to yourself to get the answers for a lot of things. Yeah. You don't have to. You can't lean over like, hey, Benny, what you, you know, what you get for number three? You know, how did you, you know, you can't reach over and uh, really talk to somebody about it. You really have to look at it yourself yeah, because absolutely. one, everybody's working on different timelines and things of that nature. You know, you may, even though you take the class together, Benny may be in in the West Coast, or even right now, you're you're in the Central Center time, and I'm on East Coast time. Guess what? We may not be able to hook up to talk about this class, so I got to look it up myself. So you got to figure it out yourself. And then actually, to go back to what you're talking about the schools, I actually had the opportunity of going to, you know, you were talking about like going to the different schools and the different social economic areas. Mm-hmm. And yes, I actually went to school in one of the richest zip codes in my county. So. We had all the new books and things of that nature. I actually saw the big difference when mm-hmm. I left from my neighborhood school, middle school, it got bust out to this rich school or this rich gold school. And um, when I got out there, I was like, oh, wow, these kids got the advantage of learning certain things before I did. And, you know, having to you know, be able to pay the teachers and things. all that stuff plays a factor in your community and uh, the education. But I can tell you this much, too. They didn't. I took the business class. I actually was like an FBLA and Decker. I was in these classes. You know these things you, you're talking about. I actually took these classes in high school, the business classes, and I actually competed in, in competitions, all that stuff. Went to like FBLA. We went to Disney World based off of your knowledge of uh, you know the business world of things of nature. I got to do all that stuff. Got to do competitions. So I actually got to do that. And uh, I can tell you, we never talked about credit. I mean, we we touched on it, but we didn't talk about it. Like people need to, you know, understand the credit. Mm. Like, yeah, you need credit. I mean, it was like brought up, but it wasn't like, how do you get credit? How, you know, it was never really like, how do you use it in your everyday life? Mm. It was, it, we talked about it in a, in a business. Class. Imagine you, you, you take business class, you know how they talk about credit in business. It, it's the, it, it, even then, they even don't, don't really talk yeah. about it. It's, it's kind of like, you, it's a tool to use. That's all they, they address yeah. it as. And it's some people look at it like it's free money. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because it's like you, you are youngster, buying yeah. or spending youngster, that, that you don't me. have. Yeah. That when you saw it as free money. Yeah, 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 I saw it as free money. And when I was a kid, that when me a young adult, that's why I thought, oh, it's free money. I can use it. Yeah. Didn't know I was just destroying my credit. Maxing mm. out cards and stupid stuff like that when I was a kid. But guess what? If nobody ever told me about it, my parents, yeah. like, I'm sorry, I was, unfortunately, my parents never told me about it. Yeah. And I would try, tell every adult, please talk to your kids about credit. Yeah. If anything. I, uh-huh. Take uh, you take away from this today. Please talk to your kids about credit. It's that's the biggest thing I want everybody to take away from. I, I think one of the and and this is what I've tried to because I, I know the difficulty of trying to teach your kids about money and credit, and um, I think one approach is to understand that credit. It says it it says something about you. It says something about your character. If you don't pay things back, you're not a reliable person. That's what it says about you. Yes. It, you know what I mean? And 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 if you if you have like really bad credit and you've had bad credit for some years, I would challenge you to to kind of look at what other areas are you failing with your credibility? Cuz that might be a systemic issue that that if you started targeting your credit you may be able to fix other areas in your life too. That is, that is a, is a credit value based, you know, it's a, it's a, 
it's a value based um, uh, relationship. Well, you, know, you, credibility. Actually hit, you actually hit it on the head too with credit because you and I both coming from the military. That's part of your security clearance. It is. They like so. Yeah. What's going on with your credit? You got bad credit. You can't get a secret security clearance or a top secret security clearance because you're a risk yeah. because yeah. it shows who you are as an individual. Oh, yeah. you, you don't understand the value of paying back your bills or keeping your word to pay. Yeah. yeah. Oh, so you gonna put yourself in a situation and you don't do whatever you got to do just to pay them back or possibly sell our information to the enemy? Absolutely. So you're a they, liability. Yeah, you're a li- Exactly, you're a liability. You, you're so, a risk. You're a risk. So even even jobs see that as a risk. They're like, oh yeah. no, you, you might come to my job and be a risk. I said, you know, your credit tells you a lot about who you are as an individual. Yeah. Oh, you don't take responsibility in your, in your actions. Yeah. Is what you told us. But let me let me add a caveat there. So yeah. you know, um, and 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 you know this, uh, my my security clearance was questioned um, um, when I, when I had to go and reapply for it again. Um, and this was like mid mid career. I had been a recruiter for at least well, well, actually, it was time for me to get another clearance. So it was like seven years. Yeah. And uh, um, see, I got into real estate investment early. Mm-hmm. Um, at twenty two, I had three investment properties. Um, and and this is a this this is a matter of credit too, because you know I had the credit to do it. But I didn't, again, have that infrastructure. Infrastructure is, is vital when you're trying to handle things on a higher level. You have to have the proper system and the infrastructure to maintain. And I didn't have the proper infrastructure. And um, so my investments tanked, you know, and this was this was during the housing bubble. Mm-hmm. I was wrapped up in that. So I mm-hmm. lost I lost those houses. And so the army looked at that and said, you know, your credit is shot, man. I mean, matter of fact, they, they sent me a letter saying I was I was going to be kicked out of recruiting. Yeah. And uh, um, what they allowed me to do, and I didn't know this, and this is why I'm sharing this story. Mm-hmm. I was able to to present a rebuttal. And and the basis of my rebuttal was this. Those were investment properties not my home, not, not, not me failing to take care of my family, not me failing to take care of my responsibilities in my household. Simply the investment went south. And in America, you went bad at that time. Because the whole was, economy went yeah, bad. Exactly. But, it wasn't, yeah, it wasn't you just being negligent. It was like, hold on, partner. Right. This was like, uh, I was, you know, victim of the bigger picture. Is well, like, really I, I won't say I was a victim. I no, won't say that. I'm I mean, a not, or not say not victim, not victim, but <laughs> I said that but I'm a victim. You was a, a, you know, like you, you were affected by the bigger picture more so. Right, right. You know, I, well, I did, failed. I failed. I, yeah. I, 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 I took on a business venture, which what it was, it was an yeah. investment. I took on a business mm-hmm. venture that failed, and so and here's the thing about America. You should not be punished for trying and failing. No. And that's why, you know, I was my my rebuttal was accepted because yeah. it was an investment that failed and not just me being um, negligent or me, me, me failing to take care of my responsibilities that, you know, because it's a, it's different if I wasn't paying my house note. Yeah. 
you I'm know, glad you was uh, able to articulate that too. Because had you not, I probably wouldn't get to know you to get into <laughs> 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 it's it's real talk, Bill. You guys, we know, you know, you know. If this was when we were working said, together, man. This was yeah. we were working together when they sent me that. When I had to do the rebuttal, that was actually we were working together because that yeah. came when I was exactly. down downtown. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that's good that you were able to get that squared away and get that taken care of. Yeah. Because we, we, here we are today. So, it, you know, yeah, it might have kicked you out, and we probably possibly may not have developed the relationship <laughs> we have today. Stopped so. a whole lot of stuff. So, yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. So it, it was good, old, you know, good stuff. Good job for being yeah. able to articulate that and being able to, uh, or understanding that, hey, hold on. You're not just going to tell me I'm a bad person because of this one incident. Because that that wasn't your character, you know what I'm saying. So that right. that was great. So I'm, I'm kudos to you for for that. Yeah. Kudos for the army for accepting it too. Exactly. They could have exactly. been like, "Sorry, kick rocks." You know. Yeah, <laughs> I definitely was appreciative that. of that, man. Because yeah. you know, I I didn't think it. I because I didn't even know I could write a like what you just said. I didn't mm-hmm. know I could. And mm-hmm. and and um, you know, and this this goes, this goes to to credit those people that work within the organization, man, because there are some great people that work in like human resources mm-hmm. that provide the resources that you need. And it, and, you know, and, and that's where that came from. Someone from human resources sent me a, a email following, following my notification and was like, listen, you got 60 days to develop a rebuttal. And here is an example or here are the things that they're looking for. If you can articulate this, then you're good to go. So somebody within within the system cared enough. Do you to, remember who that person was? Oh man. Um that's a pivotal person in your life. You need to call back and be like, thank you. Because they they you know you're right. you a lot. You that's you're a, right. That's you're absolutely like, right. I'm gonna find that's, out. That's kind of like me talking about Sergeant Faust because I was struck. Even you know, I want to tell you about my struggles with the recruiting and everything. He was the person that was pivotal mm-hmm. in my uh, you know my transformation from struggling to super recruiters to super station and all that stuff. I was like, wow. I mean, he yeah. was. I, I remember that guy. I'm like, and anything about it, I cannot find a guy to save my life. I was like, do where is Sergeant Faust? Because I want to thank him. And, but you know about it at the time he had uh, health issues. I hope he hasn't he didn't succumb to the health issues. Because but if he's out there listening, let him know. I just want to let him know he you know he was very pivotal in my life. Yeah, and uh, and and it also you know meticulated into other people's lives as well. Man, too. And the greater good, so, man. Yeah, yeah. The so, greater good, and you know, and that that goes back to why we're talking about what we're talking about. We're mm-hmm. we're trying to put those. We, we're trying to we're trying to sow those seeds of 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 resources for other people. You know, we want people to be able to eat from this too. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? We have benefited from so many other folks that have invested in us, that have provided us with yes. with resources and provided us with uh, um, opportunities to better our lives, to 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 bounce back, to be mm-hmm. to to maintain resiliency. To 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 enhance our competence, it's other people that did that. You know what I mean? And we just simply took the took took that knowledge and tried to apply it. You know, and and so like that's what we're talking about here. With your credit, right? 
Yeah. You know? And with that being said, again, let's get back to it. <laughs> <laughs> we have gotten off the topic. I mean, not necessarily. We we're talking about everything that <laughs> it, it goes with it and it's encompasses with it because it, it's part of your daily life and we were telling a little bit about our lives, but let's get into it. Um yeah. let's talk about the, the scoring system. Uh there's actually two major scoring systems out there. You got the FICO scoring system and the Venice scoring system. Um the FICO is usually used by uh like companies like Experience. And then let's let's talk. And then FICO stands for Fair Isaac Corporation, FICO. Uh, Developers proprietary algorithm that scores borrows numerically from 300 to 850 of their credit worthiness. And that goes back to what you were talking about your your, your trustworthiness or your credit worth, credit worthiness. Like, mm-hmm. will they pay back their bills? You know, do you know this is what the purpose of uh, the scoring system? According to the FICO, there are five main factors that go into calculating your scores. Payment history, amount owed, length of credit history, new credit, and credit mix. And um, and then there's one I'm going to talk about at the end of both of them that's not part of this uh, this uh, calculations. Uh, and let's talk about pay, uh, payment history. Uh, payment history, making payments on times, related credit, and no collections. Cut and dry. You can't get, it's like 35% of your, 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 um, your credit history. So the way I will advise anybody who does this is if you can have automatic debits taken out for your credit history or for nothing, your credit for your credit, any type of loans you have, that is the best way you can do it. Uh, so if you get a car loan, just have an automatic deducted. Like, so that way you never miss a uh, payment. And let's say you have like your payment, your, your paycheck doesn't hit on time when your deduction come out. You, the bank or the lender generally gives you like a grace period between seven to 10 days without it uh, affecting your credit. And then at worst, the latest you want to pay late on a on a uh, credit bill is 45 days because after that, then it starts hitting your credit score. So you don't want to have those on there. So so mm-hmm. if you can pay it on time, it's ideally what you want to do. Don't, if you can avoid missing payments, I mean, life happens too. That's another thing too. Life happens. You know, yeah. we saw that with, with uh, what is it, with the COVID, a lot of people lost their income, a lot, you know, whole households lost jobs and things of that nature. So you got to figure out a way to make more money and not necessarily make more money, but be able to take care of your finances. Now, another thing, too, if you're paying on time. A lot of lenders will let you do what's called like a furlough. Like, hey, I can't pay right now, but when I you know get my money right, I can pick it up on the end. But the the, the caveat, the warning, the literally the word caveat, it means the warning, the warning to, <laughs> to, uh, to a furlough is, hey, surprise, you owe everything that you missed out. Plus, we got to start picking back up where you are. So that way it doesn't affect your credit. So, yeah. you know, you got to be able to take that, you know, take the good, I mean, that good situation of helping you in the bad with it of, dang, I drop, I got to drop all this money as soon as I'm able or the, the, the furlough time's over with. So, yeah. you know, it's a, it's a catch 22. I mean, it's good for the, it's not going to hurt your credit at that moment, but when you finally do get the money, it may not be enough to, to, uh, carry that, that missing payment time, but it yeah. won't negatively hit. But if you able, if you're able to work it out to where you get the money, get the job and pay it on time, cause there was a lot of people out there were essential workers that went up back to working. Hey, I'm just going to suck it up during COVID and do what I got to do. You know, mm-hmm. so it was people out there that, that figured it out and whatnot, but. For those who didn't, you know, they got furloughed and then boom, they got hit with the hey, you owe us our money. Then it started hitting their credit negatively. So, yeah, I would think that, you know, with, with that being said, 
Well, I took a different approach with mm-hmm. with paying with paying bills. Like my father, he this is what I remember. My father was never late on a bill. He always paid his bills. Um and and you know, he he utilized his credit effectively. He had great credit. Yeah. Uh, but what he did was it was routine. First of the month or actually it was like a week before cuz you know, they send out the bills. They yeah. send you out that bill. They send you out notification that hey, your this is this is your bills first payment due. due. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, my father would sit at the kitchen table, and he he had his checkbook that would sit inside of the napkin holder uh, for when it was time. And what he'd do is every time he got a bill, he'd just put that bill in the napkin holder with his checkbook. And a week before the first, he'd sit down at the table and he'd write out all his checks. And, um, you know, he and I remember talking to him about getting automatic payments taken out of my check. And my father, you know, very outspoken. <laughs> Hell no, I don't do that. <laughs> don't let nobody take no money out to check. So I so that 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 was imprinted upon me. And and what what and, and trust and believe, I understand you may not be a person that can do that. You, you have to understand you, you mm-hmm. have to understand what's going to work for you. And, and, and in order to maintain your credit, that money might have to come out before you can touch it because maybe, maybe your discipline just ain't there. It takes a lot of discipline. Like I said, he, he routinely sat down at the, at the table a yeah. week before the first and he paid his bills first. And that's what he taught me. You take care of your bills first and then whatever is left over, that's what you have fun with. That's what you go out and do whatever you want to do. But the but, but number one, you take care of your necessities first. And yeah. so when it comes to credit, I, I, I would say this. You need to know what you need. You need to clearly identify needs over wants. Because yeah. if you can't do that, you're going to overextend. Yeah. You could have great credit, but if you can't determine a need over a want, you're going to overextend yourself. And mm-hmm. then you just you just you just built you just built the house of cards on, on, on quicksand. It's, it's all yeah. going to come tumbling down on you at some point. You know, you're going to be you're going to be essentially slaving yourself. To try to pay for things that you bought years ago that made it you may not even still be using to this day, you know, so understanding what your necessities are are vital to maintaining good credit because you don't feel so bad. I mean, who feel I mean, it could be high, but who really regrets paying their house note? You know, that's your house. Exactly. You know that you got at least another 30 days. <laughs> Nobody's bothering you because that's your home. You know what mm. I mean? Your car note as well. So, you know, I, but again, learn who you are and utilize whatever, whatever tactics. If you the type of person that need to have that automatically taken out, then have it automatically taken out. But I would also encourage you to learn how to how to discipline yourself to do that yourself because if if they wasn't taking the money out could you manage your finances yeah well with with that being said too let's say you want to take that approach uh like your father saying you know uh life happens somebody might throw away your bills or misplace your checkbook yeah 
guess what? There's a lot of tools that you have. You carry around a, a smartphone. That smartphone, you have notifications on it. You build a calendar to when you, you know, pay your bills just to stay on top of that uh, payment history. So that way, because it's, it, it's 35% of your credit score. I mean, it's what they're looking at, you know, for the fight. It, it affects 35% of your actual uh, credit score. So if you have 100% paying your bills on time, guess what? That 35% that they put towards your credit score, it should be in the green. It should be good to go. Like, oh, he's, hey, he pays on time. He never misses a payment. He's never gone over 60 days or 30 days or whatever. So, hey, that person's good to go. So that's what you ultimately want to do. Never have any super late bills. Over, actually, the 60 days is when they really most lend Because I used to work for yeah. a collection with, uh, or the, the uh, I say collection. I worked in the collections for, uh, what was it? Clayton Homes when I was working for them for their mortgage company for the Vanderbilt side, the Vanderbilt bank side. And the biggest thing I used to tell my, my, uh, clients that had problems, I said, you cannot allow it to get to 60 days. I said 45 at the latest, but don't let it get to 60 days. Cause once it hits 60 days, it's on your credit. I can't do anything about it. Now you driving down your credit score. If something's going to be on there for what you stated already early, seven to 10 years. Yes, yeah, why, why borrow that money just to make sure <laughs> you know make happens payment. in seven yeah. to ten years yeah, yeah, exactly. that you may need credit for it, you know exactly you, know, you, you don't understand this that's actually everybody listening credit is very important to you it can help you get jobs as we already talked about can get you housing as we've already addressed as well as transportation as we already addressed as well too not so much a worry about transportation because there's other ways of getting you know you can stack your money up and just pay my you know or uh we reference uh dave ramsey the his his uh thing uh, well i'm gonna talk about that towards the end once we once we discuss all the scoring systems but buying cars with cash is not a bad thing that's actually i live by that yeah uh, and then I'm going to give you a story about why I live by it. And I, I, when I went away from it, <laughs> I affected me negatively. <laughs> so, <laughs> so I'm going to talk about that as well. Uh, now let's talk to you about the next area amounts owed. Let's say you get a line of credit with a credit card. Uh, everybody, you know, everybody starts out with probably like me, like a little small clothing uh, at a mall type of credit card. Like I said, it was my first credit card. And like I didn't understand my credit, you know, just nobody kind of like, hey, don't go out there and max your credit card out. It's gonna drive down your credit score. <laughs> I nobody told me that. I was like, man, they just gave me a three hundred dollar limit. I'm about to be hold <laughs> up out, uh, you know. So yeah. that's what I did. We maxed my card out at the Belk. It was a Belk uh, clothing store, and uh, then got my credit, you know, got my bills, and I said, I don't make my payments on time, but. I had maxed my card out, not realizing I, and anything about it. I didn't even know I drove down my credit score at that time. So mm-hmm. yeah, that's another thing. You got to make sure you understand that those little things like that drive down your credit score. It's good to use these companies like Credit Karma and Experience to monitor your credit. TransUnion, I mean, you can get your credit score or excuse me, you can request your uh, credit uh, from annual, was it annualcredit.com? Uh, I, think, I think so. And, and, and I think uh, Credit Karma yeah. It, I, I mean, Credit yeah. Karma gives it to you for free. Every free, month. yeah. Yeah, but if you want to just, he's like, hey, I don't want to sign up because I don't want to get solicited from Credit Karma. But you can go to annualcreditreport.com every year and get your credit report. Again, like I said, this is for those who just credit affects your job. When we used to have uh, young men and women who wanted to join the military, we had to pull the credit reports. I want to spot that was yeah, one we thing did. We had, 
We yeah, had we the pool report. Yeah, we had the pool report. It's like, hey, do you have? Because we ask them as part of the uh, security briefing. Like, hey, do you know of any debts yet? Are you sure about that? I'm about to pull your credit report. It's going to tell us otherwise. Because yeah. your name, your social, your date of birth is what is on the credit report that verifies it. So even in that, with that being said, it doesn't necessarily mean it's accurate. Because you got some people out here whose families use their kids' names to use to get utilities and or uh, was it like cable and things like that nature, and they don't even know they got bills in their name. Right. And I got some feedback going on. Do you? you? Did you change something on your end? Yeah, hold on. Let me let me check. Right. Okay, Did it stop there? It's, yeah, it stopped. Okay, good. Okay. And um, but yeah, you know, you gotta make sure you know what's on your credit. Uh you can use those services like Credit Karma or uh Experian. If you don't want to, you get annual credit report dot com. Uh you can pull it once a year to get your free credit report. It's gonna pull from TransUnion and Equifax. Those are two big big uh, credit card or credit users or excuse me lender reports that they use um and again like say you get a 300 credit limit on a credit card or a hundred dollar limit credit on a credit card because you, you're just not starting credit uh generally you don't want to spend more than one third of it so if you got a hundred dollar limit you don't want to spend more than 30 31 dollars of that because that's more than you know 30 percent of it so you want to you know keep it down as low as possible so and then you just want to use it, pay it off, use it. But you got to so, but you have to use it. You can't just get it and then not use it because they're gonna be like, you're never using your credit. <laughs> you know, yeah. you know, you gotta, you actually gotta. It's, that's that's the one upside and downside of credit cards because the lenders know you have to use it, so they're gonna give it to you. But if you don't use it, they'll they'll actually close the account on you. But they will close it. Yeah, they, they will, will close, close it. it. Yeah, that so is you, true. You have to use it. You have to ha- utilize it. Or they will close it. Though. So it's kind of like the upside down side of it, but you have to use it and show that you can use it and pay it off and everything. So that's the whole purpose of it is to show you, like, hey, we can get this person. And the thing about it, too, when you have a, a great credit history, that gives you leverage to go back and negotiate with your credit company, your lender. But hey, I want a lower percentage. If mm. you can't give me, I'm going to cancel and go somewhere else. Yeah. More likely, they'll, they'll, they'll uh, negotiate with you. Or I want a bigger percentage because actually i'm a, a great story of uh credit history i actually referenced on here is uh, finger hut i use them i started with fifty dollars and i now have a five thousand dollar credit limit. <laughs> it started with fifty dollars <laughs> use it paid it off use it paid it off and this was who is this again finger hut the fingerhut.com is that it's like a, um it's like an online uh or actually they used to see you like the big catalogs it, you know, in the mail, you get the big, you like, it's like the stuff you buy in there is like ridiculous. You're paying like the full retail value of it on credit, but it's a way to build credit because they actually report. So I was like, cool, I'm going to use these guys because they actually report. That's one of the things about it. You can't, it's a lot of companies, that's another thing you got to worry about too. There's mm-hmm. some companies that say they offer you credit, but they don't report. So if they don't oh. report, yeah, if, you, if they don't report to the credit bureaus, that's a waste of time. You know what? I that that occurs in um that occurs in real estate as well cuz like as a property manager, yeah. I didn't I didn't always report the the tenants. Now I ran a credit report in yeah. order to to get them qualified to see if yeah. they had a history for it. Yeah. But um 
um, that wasn't always reported to the bureaus. Now, yeah, exactly. them not paying. Not paying, then you don't report. <laughs> that got reported. I was going to say, now, if they don't pay, then you're reporting it to That gets reported. See, that's the thing about it. It's a lot. See, it's, it's, it, you made a great point. So when you don't, when it goes back to your payment history, if you don't pay, they definitely going to tell you they didn't pay. You know, even if yeah. they don't report you paying on time, the minute you miss a payment, oh, we got to go ahead. Yeah. It's like with, with the mortgage like companies, that. they, I mean, well, the, no, the lenders, more, if a mortgage company lends you, but like you were saying, like with the, uh, say you're a, a, a tenant at an apartment company, mm-hmm. they don't do it. Now, they're, they are Experian. I'm glad you brought that up. Experian takes some of those bills that generally don't get reported and they show credit worthiness. Like, hey, this person mm-hmm. is paying this bill every month, which I love about that because a lot of companies are going towards, uh, experience too is uh their their source of uh credit reports too as well like so how are they company. getting that information then you, you have to actually give them access to your, okay you, you no know, you have to give them access to your your bank statements so they actually they look at there like oh well he's paying his disney plus every month on time he plays you know because these appeals is coming out automatically and stuff they like hey yeah. these bills are getting paid every month so let's i would probably recommend um yeah. that you create another account that's yeah. just for paying bills so that because you don't want people all in your business yeah, 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 yeah. You, now if you can you know yeah, exactly. I mean? if you can do that that way that's fine i mean it's perfect to do that uh you that's exact in fact that's uh excellent um but i'm just saying for those bills that don't get reported i was just bringing mm-hmm. up for the bills that don't get reported that's a way of doing it. and actually the what you just said about creating a different account for that if mm-hmm. you can if you have the opportunity to do that by all means do that because you don't really want somebody to have access to see and how everything. much money you got and everything. Yeah. Exactly. Not, not to all your stuff. And, and, and no. you know, I had this was this was a, a vital point in me learning how to manage my money more effectively, too, because like, you know, and I've mentioned this on a on a few of our episodes, you know, in my youth. I had the ambition. That wasn't a problem. The ambition wasn't the problem. The problem was the 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 infrastructure. The problem was the system. And so um, what I had to learn or what 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 needed to to be understood is what things that needed to be taken care of. How could I take care of them long term? And then, you know, you know, like, you know, I'm just going to be be, you know, playing with it. I lacked the discipline when it came to money. My mother, my mother's a spender. And and I had some great times going shopping with my mom on the weekends when I was younger. It was like that was the family time, you know, with, mm-hmm. with her. And so I didn't see her much during the, the weekdays because she worked uh, nights. And so when I got out of school, my mom was already gone to uh, to work. And so on the weekends, you know, she would take me with her to the mall and to to well, she did a lot of shopping like um garage sales i enjoyed that but at the same time when i became an adult you know because my mom didn't budget <laughs> she she didn't budget she she saw it she wanted it she got it um and so you know trying to do that as an adult and 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 you got your own bills, and you don't you don't have a if you, and you don't have a well, job me, like Chrysler. Well, not, not to good job. What? Well, let me ask you this: mm-hmm. Did you know that she? Did you ever see like some notifications that she wasn't paying bills on time, or like, hey, you got no, 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 no. She just didn't budget. 
Okay. Like she didn't. My father took care of the bills when they were together. He he always had that system. Yeah. You know what I mean? And well, so when he her overextended, was... my father covered yeah. down. So okay. you see what I'm saying? Oh, so I, okay, okay. So she saying? was so he, okay. So he made spent, sure everything was take. Your father made sure yeah. all the bills were taken care of to make sure your career was good. Yeah, well, yeah, 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 yeah. Most uh, it's a lot of. I hate to say it, it's a lot of women out there that that operate like that, but that's. I mean, that's how they do. It. I mean, I mean, I say women. It's guys out there to do it. You're too. right. It's guys. And it's, I'm it's trying to are, say, I, I'm one of those guys that did not learn how to how to to budget effectively in the in the way that I learned how to do that was creating multiple accounts multiple yeah. banking accounts to to say that this one is for bills this one is for spending this one is for whatever yeah. exactly yeah. and though and, and and operating in that manner once you learn how to manage your money then your credit is easily maintained mm -hmm. credit is all about how you budget that because credit is i don't have the money now to get it because if you had the money why would you be using credit so credit is i don't have all of this money that i want to just cash out right now and i rather put it on a payment plan i rather pay this in the future but at the same time you got to understand you just created another bill for yourself and if you were already budgeting or if you were not budgeting, you pretty much were spending. And, and if you ever was running into times where you were broke, you you didn't have enough money. You, you ever ran into a time where you tried to use your debit card, it got declined. Then then getting credit after experiencing that and you didn't create a budget in between that time, you're setting yourself up for failure. So. When if you have the indicators, like I just said, you you ever use your debit card and it got declined, you you ever ran into a situation where you didn't have the money to do it and you don't have a budget, you need to get that together first. You need to get your spending together first. You need to get a budget together first before you get to start, you know, before you get started into diving into credit, because you're gonna set you're gonna trip up on yourself. But maybe that's a lesson that you got to learn, though, too. You know, I, I can be hard headed. Sometimes the, <laughs> the, the the best lessons are when you got to you got to scrape your behind. You know what I mean? That is 100 percent true. But also, let's get back to it. bro. <laughs> we uh, we get a little a little too far. I mean, too far. Of course. Uh, and plus, we got some more stuff to go over. Uh, the length of your credit history, it, it covers about 15 percent of it. Start credit. So actually. This goes to all the parents. If you have a child that you know that's about to go to college and you want to help them get a head start on life, put them on one of your credit cards. You making all the payments, but still put them on your credit card. Not necessarily give them access, but put them down there as put them on there as a user. Don't give them the credit card, but just put them on the credit account. Why? Because you need to have a credit history. And this takes care again, this is 15% of your credit history. So imagine about time they get out of college and they've already established a credit history of paying on time because you're the one actually paying on time for them and they don't even really realize it. And when they finally go to go get their credit or buy their first car or whatever, they'll be like, oh, wow, I already got a credit score. They don't understand that you're the one that established it for them. So getting that credit history that's like 
something that's or uh, something that I will tell the parents to get on it for their kids as soon as possible. If they're in high school, go ahead and put them on your a line of credit. Uh, one, if they have to use the credit card, and but you know that way it doesn't look fraudulent or anything, they can have access to it. But again, this is for helping them build credit history. Uh, because imagine you graduate from high school, go to college, and then or while you're in college, that's the only time you start in your credit card history. The older your credit history is, the better off it is. And now, with that being said, there's also a caveat to that because my oldest credit card I have is my AFI's card. It's like 28 years old. Benny, you there? Yeah, I'm still, I'm still here. Can you hear me? I'm getting some feedback. You getting feedback? Yeah, still? Well, some static. Yeah, it just started. Is it, is it still going on? It's very low, but it's still giving me some. Okay. But the point I was telling you about the uh, make sure about the credit history, uh, like I said, I had one that's like 20 something years old. But as soon as I had a credit card history or a new credit card or a line of credit, they average it. So if I got two credit cards and like one's only one year old and one's 28 year old, they pretty much put those together and divide it and then it cuts my credit history in half. So it's good to start out, uh, you know, start those lines of credit. At a younger age, so as you get older, those lines of credit are going with you. So you're not looking like you get new lines of credit and cut your, your credit in, in half or whatever, or your credit history in half. And the next one is new credit, or your new credit, exactly what I was just talking about. Try to open up a new line of credit every two years. Benny, are you there? Yeah, I'm still here, man. I'm trying to make sure the technical difficulties are minimized. Okay. <laughs> but go, okay. go ahead. <laughs> okay. And then, uh, again, like I was talking about the new line of credit, that's also covers 10% of your credit. Uh, as a young credit person, you want to probably, probably try to add a new line of credit every two years. Uh, reason being, again, as you're getting older, as so is your credit will. Don't close those lines of credit. A lot of people are like, just pay your cards off. Don't. Yes, it's great to pay them off, but still keep them up. Do not close those lines of credit. Do not close those lines of credit because, like, when you get a car loan or something like that, or a mortgage or a personal loan, the minute you pay it off, it drops your credit score. <laughs> you would think, oh man, why did it happen? You you want, you got to have a mix of credit. That's actually my next point, which is credit mix. Uh, a good credit mix is ten uh, percent uh, of your loan as well, or ten percent of your credit profile. Uh, you want to have stuff like credit card lo or I mean car loans, uh, mortgages, personal loans, and credit cards will be considered a good, uh, good mix of credit. Uh, if you can get those four things on there, that's good to go. Uh, ultimately, cash rules over everything, but you also want to have a good line of credit. And let's get into the TransUnion. That is another credit reporting agency or scores. They use the Advantage scoring system, and uh, they look at uh, payment history, which is a high impact. If it's negative, uh, paying on time is what's important. Never miss a payment, especially if the credit is related, especially if it's credit related. Uh, never let a bill go over 60 days of delinquency. Uh, credit card use. Credit card use should be below 30%, preferably 28% or lower uses, as I stated in the last uh, area. And derogatory marks is something new that's not added uh, that wasn't on the other one. Uh, derogatory marks is that you know, you're thinking uh, not necessarily paying on time. Mm -hmm. Derogatory marks could also be tax liens, bankruptcies, <laughs> and civil judgments. Like 
somebody could uh, sue you yeah. and it could be put on your credit report for some money. So those are those are things they look for as well, too. And that, that wasn't discussed in the FICO system. So if you have a, a civil judgment against you, that could affect your credit score as well. Uh, like in the last one, the credit age average of your open accounts. Uh, you may have a 10 year old account, but if you open a new one, it'll average it out. So if you have a 10, 10 year old one, then you add one. Guess what? Now your credit history is five years. So, you know, they're basically going to divide it back to so by your oldest account. Uh, the total number of accounts is also like in the last one, the credit mix. Uh, you want to have a mix of credit. And then also you want to keep your hard inquiries down as well, too. That's why I said if you want to do lines of credit or loans, you, you don't want to do it like try to get a new credit card every year. You want to do it like maybe every two years because it falls off after a while. You don't want to have too many ones. And then the one thing that binds all these credit scores together is the hidden factor that's not talked about in most credit, but the lenders look for it is your annual income. That is probably <laughs> the biggest factor in your credit score that a lot of people don't take in, in consideration. Uh, let's say you go to a mortgage company. The first thing they want to ask for, all right, we need to see your last two years of income. And we need to see that you work consistently for the last two years. So they want your W-2s. They want your 1099s. They want, you know, everything that shows how much you actually, what the government sees you making. They don't want to hear about no little, I got this little side hustle on the side. Well, you didn't report it to the government. <laughs> they want to see guaranteed monies. That's what affects your credit score. So yeah. the more money you got, the more money they're willing to live. So if you make $100,000, or if you make $30,000 a year, great. And you pay all your bills inside, great. But if you make a hundred thousand dollars a year and you make they go oh it's gonna raise your your uh, ability uh or they your not necessarily your, your credit worthiness but you can afford to get more money yeah so that that's a big factor and on the, I like I said uh I've typed this up so as a reference so you can actually uh go on to um what is it Arden Stewart's page and check this out as well. I got some good, like I said, some great references. Uh, Credit Karma, Investopedia. They talk about the mortgages as well, as well as your the different scoring systems. So you don't have to just take my word for it. I got some <laughs> references for you. Check it out for yourself. Yeah. And uh, anything else you want to add to that, Benny? Um, I guess you know when it comes to going back to payments. Um, payments are good, but but. Paying off early is better for you, at least. And and I'll I'll say that in experience. Um, as I said, I, I had I had investments fail, which had a negative impact on my credit score. And so um, it took some time to rebuild my credit. And I did. But I, I can tell you what what were some of the key uh key procedures I took. One was when 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 my wife and I took out loans to buy cars and that type of thing, we paid them off early. You know, um, the idea there was for me to save on the interest. Uh, but at the same time, uh, as you said, they, they you know, the the lenders or whoever's going to loan you the money um, and even FICO takes into account how much of your available credit you actually use, what percentage you're at. So the faster you pay something off, the quicker you can get back down below that, below that, uh, below that threshold. 
But at the same time, it's a sense of freedom that you receive, too, by not being in debt. And I think that this kind of goes along with what uh, Dave Ramsey uh, attempts to, to, to communicate to his listeners. Uh, the idea of just, you know, being at peace by not having to worry about bills because bills force you to go to work. Bills force you to, to get to get your finances together or to make more money because, you know, again, credit is I'm going to pay back in the, in the future. That's a bill. And if 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 you are already stressed out about bills, creating more of them is not the way to go. So, um, you know, this episode is 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 about credit. But I but I think. It's, it's still about. Your payment behavior, too, because the reason why your credit will go bad is because you have poor discipline to pay your bills or and or you 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 haven't clearly distinguished between needs and wants so you may be starting off and getting your credit together but you're putting yourself in situations where you're hurting yourself financially and so um it, it, you know credit credit can be a very good thing but it also can be a bad thing if you don't use it wisely so um you know, I, I guess that's that's pretty much all I wanted to say in that regard. Hey, that also, is- you, you actually, I'm glad you brought it back up talking about Dave Ramsey. Uh, if y'all get opportunity to look into his system of how to get your debt in control. I mean, he a lot of uh, what I talk about when I reference, uh, you know, buying a car for cash and things of that nature, I actually got that from him. I've actually met this guy on a couple of occasions because he's from Tennessee. And the army just happened to, because we work on work-life balance, and part of the work-life balance is your uh, your finances as well. And they they brought them because, or your financial fitness, but yeah, <laughs> your financial fitness is part of your your work-life balance. Because if you have good finances, it can, it's less stress off of you, which helps out with your overall health. Um, but the snowball effect with paying your credit card debt off, you start out with your smallest uh, bill, pay that off first, but keep your line of credit open. And pay off the next one and keep up, you know, the extra money you would have spent on that credit card that you just paid off, put it towards the next one, pay that off, put it to the next one, pay that off until they're all paid off. So, but keep those lines of credit open because a lot of people, like when I were younger, just kind of racked up debt, like, hey, let's go on vacation. Hey, let's go to, you know, using a credit for unnecessary things. Yeah. So, when you learn to use the credit for the right reasons only. And then, um, the one thing he was talking about, the, uh, you know, instead of putting your money into a, a item that depreciates, which is a, a car or a vehicle or truck or whatnot, and you get in finance, it's probably like I understand if you if you don't have all the money to buy a car, like a say five thousand, six thousand, seven thousand dollars to because the used car market is actually going up. Mm-hmm. If you don't have the money to negotiate to get to that to that point to find in the car, I mean you can find some gems. I mean, there's really some gems out there if you just take the time. Uh but at the same time, be like, I got to get to work, man. You know, <laughs> right. I need yeah, a car, yeah. man. <laughs> I can't yeah. make no money. I can't pay these credit cards off without, you know. So I understand you may have to use your credit, but uh, yeah. if you but can't that's avoid the utility, it, though, there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If you can avoid it, then avoid it. If not, then you got you have to use it. But like you say, it's utility. Yeah. That's a use. It's not like you wasted the money. It's like, hey, like you get a, a mortgage for a house. You live in the house. 
you using it, you know, that's the reason why you're using it. You know, they, they line of credit. You buy it, you know, you get a car, you have to get it financed. Guess what? You use that car to get to point A, point B, drop the kids off, things of that nature, you know, to live life and whatnot. Uh, so, you know, if you're using your credit for the things that you truly, truly need, yes, by all means, use it. Uh, that's that's one of the upsides of having credit, because if you have good credit, you can go out there like, hey, I, you know, it's a great feeling to like, you know, what? I can go on any car lot and buy any car yeah. I want to any day. Yeah. That is an amazing feeling. I, You know, I'm there because my credit is good. Uh, Benny's there, too. You know, he's good, too. But I know don't do that. <laughs> I learned me <I> actually <laughs> when I bought a Jaguar and finance like a big dummy a couple of years ago. And uh, I was like, man, why did I buy that stupid car? I mean, it, it looked nice. I mean, I, I bought it as kind of like one of those status things as I started getting into real estate. I was like, oh, I got to look, look the part. I'm a big man now, you know. <laughs> so that's why I kind of went out there and got that and kind of to feed my ego. And, I, and after I looked back, I was like, that was so stupid. I'm like, I did not need to have that car. All you need to have is a car that's functional, clean. Gets you point eight. I mean, you don't have to go out. To, yeah, you don't have to have a jalopy per se. But just find something that's you, it looks nice to fit your lifestyle, that can get you to point A, point B, handle business like you need to do is safe. I mean, the key thing is having a safe vehicle. If the vehicle's safe, it can actually look ugly. <laughs> but if it's safe, if it's going to protect you from, you know, you and your family members, that's the key thing. You don't want a car that's going to be out there, uh, something that's going to, you know, be a hazard to you or your family. You know, that, that's one thing I would tell you, like, if you're in the used car market and you're trying to pay cash. Make sure that you do your due diligence and make sure you can get those. I mean, it's a lot of cars. I mean, a lot of companies you do Carfax on. You know, make sure that they don't have frame damage or deployed airbags. Because guess what? You get an accident. Oh, the airbags are gone. Hmm. You know, they may not. They, the person you bought it from may not even know that. So it's good to do your due diligence and do those credit or those not credit reports, but the uh, Carfaxes and the it's other agencies that do the history on vehicles as well. That will yeah. let. I mean, it's actually it's good to pull from more than one, just like with your credit, you know, it's good to kind of pull the history on these vehicles. Because again, the biggest thing is the safety and uh, what else is something cool that uh, Dave well, Ramsey talks about? Well let, me, well, let me add to the to the car one. Um, you know, when, when deciding to purchase a car, I would say look for a dealer that takes care of the vehicle. Um, it, okay, so I like Lexus. Um, my car is over 10 years old, but I love taking my car to Lexus. I mean, the customer service there is spot on. And, you know, I, I, I once believed that taking a car to the dealer, I was going to spend more money than if I just could find some, you know, find somebody else. Like I was spending more money than I should, man. I totally had to get rid of that mindset because you want to have somebody repair the car that you can depend on their repair. You yeah, you can exactly. have faith faith in it. So that's a worthwhile investment or a worth worthwhile expense. So you know, because um, it's keeping the car on the road. You don't want yes, to go out and buy the utility car. of it. exactly. Actually, you know who the actually the same person that has the same mentality. One of the richest fans in the United States. Warren, Warren Buffett. Buffett. He drives a freaking <laughs> 2001 Cadillac. Yep. He just go get it. Yeah. He goes take it to just like you take it to Cadillac dealership. Yeah. It's always great to say. I mean, uh, the upside of taking a, a vehicle to the manufacturer, they manufacture the vehicle. They're the ones that's more likely going to be able to get the parts for you, even when somebody else isn't. And they're going to get the actually uh, specif or specified parts for your vehicle versus some yeah. aftermarket stuff. 
And, so and, it's, and here, it's a, here's another caveat there. Yeah. If you can't afford the repair of it, you can't afford that car. Yeah. So, oh, yeah. <laughs> so, so don't look at that car if you yeah. can't afford to take it to the dealer and get it repaired. So that's another factor before you sign your, huh? Mm-hmm. Exactly. Before, before you sign your name, because this is credit now. You know, this is what you're going to have to pay for long term. Make sure that you're able to afford the repair and the maintenance of that vehicle. And if the, if if you if you find that right balance, see, we can't give you we can't tell you exactly what to do. I'm not telling you to go buy a Lexus. I'm not telling you to go buy a Cadillac. We can't tell you that you have to figure that out for yourself. Mm-hmm. But but here here's here's some guidelines that could help you out. Make sure that you can afford the maintenance of that car. It, and, and and so you got to do some research. And there's some safeguards. I mean, to add to that, there's some safeguards for doing that, too. Mm-hmm. You can get uh, warranty programs as well. Because yeah. most cars come with a manufacturer's warranty off the, right off the rip to 100,000 miles. Now, when you start getting over 100, 125,000 miles, you're going to need one of those aftermarket warranty companies. If the dealership, like I used to work for CarMax, offers one, that's great. You know, take it. Because mm-hmm. even then, you may have to get it financed into your deal because you don't, you know, you have cash to pay out a, a full uh, warranty. Because they generally, some warranties you can do payments on monthly, which is great. You know, they have that, they pressure everybody to get those calls now, those robo calls. Your warranty is expiring, dude. <laughs> those are the ones you can pay for monthly. If, if, you, if you feel comfortable getting that, by all means, get it. But again, these are safeguards to help you take care of those maintenance. Cause guess what? Not everybody may be able to afford a repair on a Lexus or uh, or the savvy to fix it themselves or whatnot. So yeah. guess what? You know those those warranties uh, definitely. If you if you're not versed in uh, vehicle maintenance and you don't know how to do it yourself, please uh, <laughs> don't yeah. try to TikTok hack it because you can make it worse. <laughs> yeah, trust me, I've been there before. I was like, oh lord, I just you know, I try to uh, do my brakes on my uh, what was it a clip back in the day, and uh, I basically was didn't have any brake fluid or brake pressure. And I had to basically drive my car to Firestone with no brakes. It's just my emergency brake. <laughs> Coasted down there. <laughs> and, Lord, it was the worst thing ever. So if you don't know what you're doing, by all means, get somebody who knows what they're doing. I got to share this story right now. Yeah. So um, uh, uh, I remember uh, I had traveled over to my father's house. Because um, I had to go out of town for, for for army training, and so I went to his house, and and the intent was for the for him to take me to the airport uh, the next morning. And so uh, woke up the next morning, somebody just stole my car, right? With all my equipment that that I was taking with me to training, it's gone, right? So, you know, I, it was a whole big thing. I had to I had to go get a police report and everything. And then my training got pushed out and it was a whole big thing. But but um, in order to get back home, my father had one of my old cars in the garage. So he was like, "You well, you could take that one. So at least he got some transportation. So it's like one o'clock uh, uh, in the morning. And I'm driving back home on the west side. My father lived on the east side. And I'm on I'm on the Davidson Freeway. If you're from Detroit, you know where that where that's at. Man, the front tire pops off the car. 
And uh, now I got my boy Luther in the car with me, man. And uh, the, the front tire pops off the car. I'm doing about 70 or something like that. Man, it's nothing but sparks flying up. The, you know, you, you see the sparks flying up the side. Man, the, the tire takes off ahead of us. <laughs> I wow. see the tire going going ahead of us. I pull over and I'm like, this is this is probably the worst day, right? And mm. and I'm like, how did the tire just pop off? What what happened was it's my father, he tinkering around with the car. <laughs> He, I think he was replacing the the brakes on it himself. He didn't tighten up the bolts on the car on the, wow. on the tire, man. It oh, was wow. <laughs> yeah, pop pop totally off, pop totally off. And uh, I had to walk maybe about a quarter mile. That's as far as the tire went down. I had to walk a quarter mile down the freeway to get the tire, <laughs> roll it back, and. Uh, put it on the, put it on the car and keep going and then the rotor the rotor was 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 shaved yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah it was shaved down yeah. flat yeah. <laughs> from grinding on the cement man oh wow <laughs> glad you're here with us today buddy that's all i gotta say i'm glad you're here with us today because it could have been ugly it could have it, yeah it, it totally could have so that yeah, was walking on in the and you just told me you was walking in the middle of the night with your yeah, you this is about one o'clock at night. Oh my goodness, man. dude! Yeah. yeah, you, you, yeah, you blessed to be with us today. They got yeah. two. I mean, even if the car didn't take you out, another car could have took you, take yeah. you out on that. Yeah. That was dumb. <laughs> but you were young, so you didn't run over at her. You were just thinking, "Go get my tires. I'll get back to work." <laughs> you know, I'll get it. Yeah, yeah. So you know that that goes to, hey, um, uh, you you may you may be a person that like to work on their cars. Yeah. <laughs> Make sure you put that thing back together the right way. Yes. You kill please. yourself, you know? And yes, if, if you don't yes. know what you're doing, again, and, and, and this is coming from people that look, we know what it's like to have hoopies. We know what it's like to, to you you can't you know, you you're young or even if you're older, you can't afford to go and get a car note. So you gotta do the best that you can. You gotta yeah. take whatever money that you got and hope that you invest in a in a reliable vehicle you you're basically focusing on the utility of that vehicle you need mm -hmm. to get from point a to point b and that's just it man so you know along that journey from from one person that knows knows what that's like to another hey man i wish you the best you know what i mean do do, do the best research that you can and and I know it's tough. It's not. It's no real easy answer here. You know, mm -hmm. you you're strapped for cash. You don't have the credit to get get the car, or if you do have the credit, you just don't have the financial means to sustain it. Yeah, you know what I mean. And that that matters. That matters. Yeah. So you don't want to you know extend your credit when you cannot sustain it. You cannot maintain it. Yeah. And one thing, too, I will go, go back to uh, looking for a car that you're paying cash for. Do not worry about the looks of the car. Yeah. The safe, I, go, I go back to it. Make sure it's a safe. If it's a safe vehicle, it gets you to point A. Point B, don't worry about what people think and saying about you. Because guess what? You got a car that you don't have a car note on. Only thing you're doing is paint, maintain it, you know, maintain the maintenance on it. You know, getting the oil changes. Change the tires out when they need to be changed. Change the bricks out when they, you know, the basic maintenance things. You know, that shouldn't be more than, you know, over 12 minute time frame. The averages out to be about $100 a month, maybe $200 a month at, the, at most. So, guess what? 
that it saved you a car note. Imagine having to maintain that car plus a car note and, you know, the additional insurance costs. When you have a car that's financed, the insurance is higher. So <laughs> you're saving money all the way around. You know, that's the bigger picture of paying the car for cash, you know, versus going out and getting financed. Again, that's a great but point. if you have to get a car to get the point A, point B, I, I said, hey, I got to do work. I got to have a car. Make sure your credit is good to go. You know, please, you know, pay attention to some of these things we're telling you about. Uh, make sure your, your credit is good to go. Uh, check out the the references that we left in the uh, the write up, as well as check out the uh, guy Dave Ramsey too. Mm-hmm. You know, he's again he was somebody that was implemental to me repairing my credit or making me, and I was actually older and <laughs> then had to learn. Like, oh wow, that's just I still had to work on my credit. I didn't realize it. You know, there was things I could be improving my credit, my financial uh, situation altogether. So, you know. You know, be open. You know, be open minded to take this information, and uh, hope you use it uh, to benefit you the best way possible. Yep. And uh, we're we're going to. If you're listening to this podcast on um, Apple Apple Podcasts or maybe um, Radio Public, we're going to provide a link uh, in the description. Um, so that if you want to comment on today's episode, you can. Uh, go and uh, go to our website. That's uh, bmsbatonrouge.com. You'll be able to go, if you click on a link through Apple Podcasts or, or Radio Public, you'll be able to go directly to this episode's uh, blog page and uh, submit comments. Um, so this will be the best way to reach out to us and uh, let us know uh, what we can do to uh, improve if you may have some resources or or may um, may desire to 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 get involved or maybe want to come onto an episode uh, discuss your business discuss what you offer this will be a great way of uh, of doing that reaching out to us so um, you know with that being said just kind of those are kind of my my closing remarks there. Um, Ricky? Yes, uh, our biggest thing is we want to share great information so people can process it, put it to work for themselves. Um, you know, all people are welcome. Just like we just on a positive energy, positive vibe over here. Mm-hmm. Uh, we, we, do a, we realize, you know, we don't want to get too much into politics or too much into <laughs> religion. Just as they say, you know, those are some of the sore points in our society, you know, it, you know, it's always said like, hey, if you re- quickest way to get in the, you know, disagreement with somebody, bring up politics and bring up religion. And so, instead of you know that, we want to just uh, work on some of the other positive aspects. Uh, I mean, those are important, but those aren't the only thing that yeah. you know that you can have in your life. Um, so, uh, I mean, at the same time, we do want you. To, I mean, that's positivity in religion. It's just when you get to arguing, like, which religions, who's right and all that stuff, that's where it gets out of hand. All of them provide guidance. <laughs> if you take the positive <laughs> stuff out of it, yes, it's, it's all good. So we try to find all the positives in life because it's too much negative in our communities and in our society. Uh, you know, it's good to have some people out here that's wanting to see other people do better. You know, it's not necessarily about me. I, I hope the people that listen to this, I hope it. Hope the next person hearing this and improving life, they come with the next biggest, brightest thing. I'm like, hey, man, it all started from listening to the Ricky Smith show with Benny and uh, Ricky on that show. And like, man, they, they motivated me to go out and start my own business. And 
this that, and the other. or I heard somebody else on their show that inspired me to look at something different in my life and I change these things and now my life is great, my family's life is great. So whatever positive you can take from our school, our, our show, please by all means take that positive. Uh that's all we putting out there is that positive in, in uh energy, you know, by our experiences and uh our education and sharing it with everybody. And thank you for tuning in. I appreciate you. We both appreciate you for tuning in. Thank you. All right. Yeah, take it easy now.